This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What happens when a diverse church glorifies the global God? Keep listening to find out more about Sandra Maria Van Opstel's book, The Next Worship. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 2 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 through 19. When King Hezekiah heard this, he tore his clothes, put on sackcloth, and went to the Lord's temple. He sent Eliakim, the palace supervisor, Shebna, the scribe, and the leading priests, clothed in sackcloth, to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. They told him, This is what Hezekiah says. This is a day of distress, insults, and humiliation. As when a baby is ready to leave the birth canal, but the mother lacks the strength to push it through. Perhaps the Lord your God will hear all these things the chief advisor has spoken on behalf of his master, the king of Assyria, who sent him to taunt the living God. When the Lord your God hears, perhaps he will punish him for the things he has said. So pray for this remnant that remains. When King Hezekiah's servants came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Tell your master this. This is what the Lord has said. Don't be afraid because of the things you have heard, because the Assyrian king's officers have insulted me. Look, I will take control of his mind. He will receive a report and return to his own land. I will cut him down with a sword in his own land. When the chief advisor heard the king of Assyria had departed from Lachish, he left and went to Libna, where the king was campaigning. The king heard that King Tirhaka of Ethiopia was marching out to fight him. He again sent messengers to Hezekiah, ordering them, Tell King Hezekiah of Judah this, Don't let your God in whom you trust mislead you when he says, Jerusalem will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. Certainly you have heard how the kings of Assyria have annihilated all lands. Do you really think you will be rescued? Were the nations whom my ancestors destroyed, the nations of Gozan, Haran, Rezef, and the people of Eden and Tel Asar rescued by their gods? Where are the king of Hamath, the king of Arpad, and the king of Lair, Sepharvaim, Hina, and Eva? Hezekiah took the letter from the messengers and read it. 
Then Hezekiah went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. Hezekiah prayed before the Lord, Lord God of Israel, who is enthroned above the cherubim. You alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You made the sky and the earth. Pay attention, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and observe. Listen to the message Sennacherib sent and how he taunts the living God. It is true, Lord, that the kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations and their lands. They have burned the gods of the nations, for they are not really gods, but only the product of human hands manufactured from wood and stone. That is why the Assyrians could destroy them. Now, O Lord our God, rescue us from his power, so that all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you, Lord, are the only God. Isaiah chapter 37, verses 1 through 20. When King Hezekiah heard this, he tore his clothes, put on sackcloth, and went to the Lord's temple. Eliakim, the palace supervisor, Shebna, the scribe, and the leading priest, clothed in sackcloth, sent this message to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. This is what Hezekiah says. This is a day of distress, insult, and humiliation, as when a baby is ready to leave the birth canal, but the mother lacks the strength to push it through. Perhaps the Lord your God will hear all these things the chief advisor has spoken on behalf of his master, the king of Assyria, who sent him to taunt the living God. When the Lord your God hears, perhaps he will punish him for the things he has said. So pray for this remnant that remains. When King Hezekiah's servants came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Tell your master this. This is what the Lord has said. Don't be afraid because of the things you have heard. These insults the king of Assyria's servants have hurled against me. Look, I will take control of his mind. He will receive a report and return to his own land. I will cut him down with a sword in his own land. When the chief advisors heard the king of Assyria had departed from Lachish, he left and went to Libna, where the king was campaigning. The king heard that King Tirhaka of Ethiopia was marching out to fight him. He again sent messengers to Hezekiah, ordering them, Tell King Hezekiah of Judah this. Don't let your God in whom you trust mislead you when he says, Jerusalem will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. Certainly you have heard how the kings of Assyria have annihilated all lands. Do you really think you will be rescued? Were the nations whom my predecessors destroyed, the nations of Gozan, Haran, Rezef, and the people of Eden and Telassar, rescued by their gods? Where is the king of Hamath or the king of Arpad or the kings of Lair? Sepharvayim, Hena, and Eva. Hezekiah took the letter from the messengers and read it. Then Hezekiah went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. Hezekiah prayed before the Lord, O Lord of heaven's armies, O God of Israel, who is enthroned on the cherubim, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You made the sky and the earth. Pay attention, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and observe. Listen to this entire message Sennacherib sent and how he taunts the living God. It is true, Lord, that the kings of Assyria have destroyed all the nations and their lands. They have burned the gods of the nations, for they are not really gods, but only the product of human hands manufactured from wood and stone. That is why the Assyrians could destroy them. Now, O Lord our God, rescue us from his power, so all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone are the Lord. Psalm chapter 31. For the music director, a psalm of David. 
In you, O Lord, I have taken shelter. Never let me be humiliated. Vindicate me by rescuing me. Listen to me. Quickly deliver me. Be my protector and refuge, a stronghold where I can be safe. For you are my high ridge and my stronghold. For the sake of your own reputation, lead me and guide me. You will free me from the net they hid for me. For you are my place of refuge. Into your hand I entrust my life. You will rescue me, O Lord, the faithful God. I hate those who serve worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will be happy and rejoice in your faithfulness because you notice my pain and you are aware of how distressed I am. You do not deliver me over to the power of the enemy. You enable me to stand in a wide open place. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am in distress. My eyes grow dim from suffering. I have lost my strength. My life nears its end in pain. My years draw to a close as I groan. My strength fails me because of my sin, and my bones become brittle. Because of all my enemies, people disdain me. My neighbors are appalled by my suffering. Those who know me are horrified by my condition. Those who see me in the street run away from me. I am forgotten like a dead man no one thinks about. I am regarded as worthless, like a broken jar. For I hear what so many are saying, the terrifying news that comes from every direction. When they plot together against me, they figure out how they can take my life. But I trust in you, O Lord. I declare you are my God. You determine my destiny. Rescue me from the power of my enemies and those who chase me. Smile on your servant. Deliver me because of your faithfulness. O Lord, do not let me be humiliated, for I call out to you. May evil men be humiliated. May they go wailing to the grave. May lying lips be silenced, lips that speak defiantly against the innocent, with arrogance and contempt. How great is your favor, which you store up for your loyal followers. In plain sight of everyone, you bestow it on those who take shelter in you. You hide them with you where they are safe from the attacks of men. You conceal them in a shelter where they are safe from slanderous attacks. The Lord deserves praise, for he demonstrated his amazing faithfulness to me when I was besieged by enemies. I jumped to conclusions and said, I am cut off from your presence. But you heard my plea for mercy when I cried out to you for help. Love the Lord, all you faithful followers of his. The Lord protects those who have integrity, but he pays back in full the one who acts arrogantly. Be strong and confident, all you who wait on the Lord. Micah chapter 7, verses 18 through 20. Who is a God like you, who forgives sin and pardons the rebellion of those who remain among his people? Who does not stay angry forever, but delights in showing loyal love? Who will once again have mercy on us? who will conquer our evil deeds, who will hurl all our sins into the depths of the sea. You will be loyal to Jacob and extend your loyal love to Abraham, which you promised on oath to our ancestors in ancient times. New Testament reading. Matthew chapter 27, verses 45 through 56. Jesus' death. Now from noon until three, darkness came over all the land. At about three o'clock, Jesus shouted with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabatani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, this man is calling for Elijah. 
Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a stick and gave it to him to drink. But the rest said, leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah will come to save him. Then Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Just then, the temple curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split apart and tombs were opened and the bodies of many saints who had died were raised. They came out of the tombs after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. Now when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and what took place, they were extremely terrified and said, Truly, this one was God's son. Many women who had followed Jesus from Galilee and given him support were also there, watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Luke chapter 23, verses 44 through 49. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. Because the sun's light failed, the temple curtain was torn in two. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And after he said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what had happened, he praised God and said, Certainly this man was innocent. And all the crowds that had assembled for the spectacle when they saw what had taken place, returned home beating their breasts. And all those who knew Jesus stood at a distance, and the women who had followed him from Galilee saw these things. John chapter 19, verses 28 through 37, Jesus' death. After this, Jesus, realizing that by this time everything was completed, said, in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was there, so they put a sponge soaked in sour wine on a branch of hyssop and lifted it to his mouth. When he had received the sour wine, Jesus said, It is completed. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Then, because it was the day of preparation, so that the bodies should not stay on the crosses on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was an especially important one, the Jewish leaders asked Pilate to have the victim's legs broken and the bodies taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the two men who had been crucified with Jesus, first the one and then the other. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and blood and water flowed out immediately. And the person who saw it has testified, and his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, so that you also may believe. For these things happen so that the scripture will be fulfilled. Not a bone of his will be broken. And again, another scripture says, they will look on the one whom they have pierced. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Mm. Thrice holy God. Thank you for your word. Thank you, O oh God, for the truth of your word contained here in these passages. God, we thank you. Thank you, O oh God, for the blood. Thank you, O oh Lord, for your faithfulness, O oh God. Thank you, O oh God, that we can trust in your faithfulness, that you will indeed fulfill your word, O oh God. Every jot, 
and tittle of your word will be fulfilled, O God. As we see, O God, even here in in the New Testament, O God, the scriptures being fulfilled as Jesus hangs there on the cross, as Jesus recites portions, O God, of Psalm and, and, and other Old Testament passages fulfilling the scriptures. God, I thank you that Jesus laid down his life, that no one takes it from him, but he laid it down. God, I thank you. He did it in obedience to you. He did it because of love. Thank you, O oh God, that Jesus had us on his mind, that he went to Calvary, O oh God, for our sake, O oh God. Thank you, O oh Lord, that because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we, O oh Lord God, are now in right fellowship with you, no longer enemies of God, but now friends of God, now children of God, now co-heirs with Christ, O oh God. And what we will become has not been fully revealed, but we know that when we see you, O oh God, we will be like you. Thank you, O oh God, for the ways, O oh Lord, that you uh, uh, have made provision for us. Thank you for the ways, O oh God, that you keep us. Thank you, O oh Lord God, for your love, your relentless, deep wide love, O oh Lord God. Thank you that you're that we can never, ever be separated from your love. Nothing on all earth, nothing in heaven, no power, no principality can separate us from your loyal love, your chesed love, God. Thank you. God, I thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that when we go through things and we struggle, and we, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's around the corner. We can bank on your character. We can trust in your character. We can trust that you are not a man that you should lie. We can trust, oh God, that in you, there is no darkness. That in you, there is no shadow of turning. We can trust in your character. We can trust the receipts of your faithfulness, oh God, to the people of God in your word. Thank you, O Lord God, for the receipts of redemption. Thank you, O God, for the receipts of deliverance. Thank you, O God, for the receipts of compassion. Thank you, O God, for the receipts of mercy, O God. Thank you, O Lord, for new mercies that we experience every morning. Thank you for the receipts of grace, O God. Thank you. And it is right to say receipts, O God, because they came at a high price. Jesus paid it all. He paid it with his life, O Lord God. So I thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your compassion. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for forgiving our past, present, and future sins. And I thank you, O God, that when we turn to Jesus, that we put our faith in Jesus, you do indeed cast our sins into the sea of forgetfulness, O Lord. And I thank you that it's the blood of Jesus that covers us, that keeps us, O Lord. Thank you for the grace of God that molds us, that shapes us, that keeps us walking in the narrow path of life, forgetting what's behind us and straining toward upward way 
in Christ Jesus. Help us not to be ashamed of the gospel. I pray this all in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Innovative worship leader Sandra Maria Van Opstel is known for crafting worship that embodies the global, multi-ethnic body of Christ. In her book, The Next Worship, Van Opstel likens diverse worship to a sumptuous banquet and shows how worship leaders can set the table and welcome worshipers from every tribe and tongue. She provides biblical foundations for multi-ethnic worship with practical tools and resources for planning services that reflect God's invitation for all peoples to praise Him. When multi-ethnic worship is done well, the church models reconciliation and prophetic justice, heralding God's good news for the world. Get your copy today at ivypress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, The Word. That's promo code, T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. So oh.